Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. When Danish filmmaker Leah Globe first met Apollonia Sokol in 2009, she appeared to be leading a storybook life. The talented Apollonia was born in an underground theater in Paris and grew up in an artist colony. In her 20s, she studied at the Beaux-Arts de Paris, one of the most prestigious art academies in Europe. Over the years, Leah kept returning to film Apollonia as she sought her place in the art world, as well as grappling with the agonies and joys of womanhood, her relationship with others and her own body and her creations. The result of this years-long process is a fascinating portrait of a young woman's trying voyage into the art world. We're joined today by the director of Apollonia, Apollonia, Leah Globe. Leah, welcome to Film School Radio. Thank you so much. How did Apollonia come into your life? She came into my life as I was searching for a protagonist, a heroine for a film. I was searching deliberately for this because I had decided that the film should be my life. I wanted to pursue a career as a documentary filmmaker. And I even got into this fancy film school in Denmark that was very, they only take like six people every other year. I took up one of those spots and I had to do whatever it took to prove to myself and everyone that I was worthy of getting that seat. Of course, I was driven by equal amounts of um, ambition, anxiety to fail, uh, anxiety that everyone would find out that I was not a genius. I shouldn't really be there. They took the wrong person as everyone I, I got to find out later. Therefore, I was, um, someone told me that, you know, film is a, uh, Casting is 80%. Like, okay, great. I just need a really good person. Then I'm like more than halfway uh, for this first film that I had ahead of me. The first film was a student film. It had to be 20 minutes. And it was the first piece that we, where we would make a real film. And times were really different back then. So I think today film is something that's more... Uh, intuitively in the vocabulary of everybody but back then it was a little different and the filming and shooting was yeah different so I bumped into Apollonia on this kind of quest to to find an extraordinary young female artist this was a casting call that I put out in the world Uh, I even put a mock-off image of a I think uh, one uh, from Anna Arena, yeah, from a Godard film, and I was uh, very how to have the word student course in American also like a very like a studenty kind of thing to do, and you know I'm very embarrassed about that actually now, but I did that and <laughs> and nobody answered me. Longer time went, then I tried to then approach people, and it was very hard to have uh, this young, extraordinary woman letting me into every aspect of her life um, for this film. But then a mutual friend said, 
you know what? I think that Apollonia might be something for Julia. And then I met her. And I met her the first time in, I was sitting in my attic above uh, my student apartment where we lived in this collective doing Skype for the first time. That was a very new thing. And I met her there and I saw that, okay, oh my God, this woman is already in a film. I mean, I just, I'm not there now. I don't, I need to record this. Uh, so it doesn't just disappear into, you know. Uh, and um, and then I went the next day, very um, like in a sort of a fairy tale where I would just use, you know, whatever money I had on a train ticket and go to Paris. And um, Apollonia had given me her address and in a very theatrical uh, way, she told me, you just have to walk to this street And when you come for this number, number 35, you just look, you stand on the, on the street, look at the window and you yell my name twice, Apollonia, Apollonia, and I will let you in. And so this is the title of the film now. And it's so I thought that it was nice that people meet Apollonia the same way that I met her in, in real life. Um, so you see the poster, Apollonia, Apollonia, and, um, and then... You then you you catch up with me actually because then the rest is what's in the film. <laughs> yeah, the first time we see her and you're in the room, there's so much energy going on in her life, and it's not as if she is artificially manufacturing this. It just feels like she comes from a world of artists. Her parents who were artists who opened this theater and had some very unusual. Um, parenting philosophy uh, about uh, about how she was raised, but she has this innate charisma that is so unforced and so interesting, dynamic. And I think you alluded to it when you said when you saw her, you knew you knew that she was the one. Yes, this film sets in motion a multifaceted dynamic with you and her and Oksana. That really is a remarkable to watch and so compelling. When did you feel that comfortable, or when did she feel that comfortable that she you started meeting the people that we we get to know in the film? How long did that take? Well, I think uh, there was always people around Apollonia, many people, and in the beginning, it was it was a little different because I lived in in Denmark and I was in film school there, so I I couldn't travel as much either. And then after I graduated from film school, I got a grant to go to Paris to make another film, actually, the one that I did with Petra Costa called Olmo and the Seagull, mm -hmm. uh, with a collaboration with two great artists living in, uh, in, in France, Serge Nicolai and Olivia Cossini of the Théâtre Soleil. And um, <clears throat> through that film and that collaboration, I was really allowed to find a way to be in Paris, be around Apollonia. And I went directly to her and knocked on her door again and say, Apollonia, I, I never forgot about you and I have to do another film with you, please. <laughs> and she said, okay, sure. What should it be about? And I was filming this uh, and I said, I don't know. It's like, what's ha what's going on in your life? And I mean, about you, but what's, what are you doing? She was like, oh, I... and then she was in, in the Beaux-Arts um in the and uh, developing as a as a painter 
living in the theater but the theater had already changed when I, I came like the second time because it was uh, now there were issues with the financing and uh, it is actually still standing this theater because of the huge struggle that Apollonia and her father did uh, to really dig up these laws that were made uh, after uh, World War II when uh, when uh, the fight of fascism was considered a great um, risk of democracy and for that reason it would if there's a theater uh, no one can close down a theater unless it's examined by the state because it's it's the only way where the people can pronounce themselves and this law they managed to dig out and uh, they won so the state was analyzing the situation and said okay you're right we shouldn't have real expensive real estate here it is a theater we need to protect it um, but they demanded a, a change of leadership anyway so apollonia and her father left but they saved the theater and it's still there so it's really very cool so but many people were there but when oksana um arrived i remember the first thing i saw of her was an icon uh, that she had painted about of Apollonia. And uh, that was very special. I saw this icon and I saw the look in Apollonia's eyes when she told about this young woman that she had met in, uh, in Ukraine somewhere because Apollonia actually went to film uh, Femen in one of their early actions in, I don't remember where it was, I think it was in Ukraine. And she met them with the group and Nobody really, uh, Oksana didn't really speak uh, English at, that well at that point or French, but they tried to communicate as best they could. And then a couple of, I don't know, months after or something, she heard that the feminine group really came into trouble. And then she had said to them, no, but you know, if you really have trouble, come to me. I live a place where I think it will be suitable for your group. And then after some time, they really got into big, big trouble and... Uh, they started to go to France, the yeah. movement. And uh, she was very occupied with Oksana, uh, especially. And soon they did everything together. It was like in a symbiosis of some sorts. Uh, but but many people have, I have been filming many also great people, uh, others, but no relationship was as strong as with uh, Apollonia and, and Oksana. Well, one of the things about your film, Apollonia, Apollonia, is that, as I was alluding to, the sort of internal dynamics of the different people in the film and how they interact and relate to one another. And your own story, it's part of the telling of this film's story. And how often in the course of everyone talking about their, their family history, how it interrelated, you know, the idea of expulsion and migration forced migration and upheaval and persecution of artists and and dissenters and intellectuals and women there's this convergence of these stories into this melange into this you know into this uh portrait of all three of you which is just mind-boggling to me but also in some way an accurate telling of history especially particularly Eastern Europe over the last hundred years. There's there's so much kind of going on that is personal, but at the same time, it's about something more historic. I don't know if that's the right word to use. I think it's, it's, it's moving what you say, 
because that was something that actually, when I just went into this house of Apollonia for the very first day, I had this, you know, like almost bodily sensation that here is a place in history. It's it's not many people have walked through this house. And it's also in a very specific place in Paris. And I didn't I didn't know all of the connotations of everything back then, but I think that this was clearly a place where history was um, was being felt and being kept alive and, and was an ongoing spot somehow. So I don't know if you believe in those stuff. It's like also, I don't know why are some spaces more special than others? And, you know, this was clearly just a special space. And uh, Apollonia did a lot of digging in her early works also. So, and by that, she took me by the hand and let me be the sort of archaeologist also along with her and, and, and taking along. And it was impossible not to include that in the story of Apollonia, this tie to history. And yeah, as you say, also when the Noxana comes first, then they have this you know, they have something more. They have like a special bond also just because of heritage and because of language, even though they don't know that myself. And, you know, sometimes I even wonder myself because I look fairly different than than my, you know, my own family. And I do know that I have like Slavic uh, traces also. So, you know, who knows what uh, magnets are, are, are taking our genes together or what makes you like understand or feel at home so so it was very important to have these this understanding of history in the film also because it's so important for yeah. uh, the work of Apollonia and her mother and this place and yeah so I don't know yeah it's it's really weird actually but <laughs> well, I will say and there's because there's a lot of iconography of religious uh uh, artwork and religion yes. play, bears a, a tremendous influence in their work and in the and, and in the general kind of cultural and social fabric of this area of the world. And I can't help but think, as someone you know, looking at history from the early part of the 20th century to today, the level of chaos and trauma and and destruction that has been wrought on Europe. Eastern Europe, Russia, the upheaval yeah. that this would have created. And we're talking tens of millions of people have perished over the course of the last hundred years in this part of the world. How can that not create this sense of displacement, trying to find, and this is what the film for me is also about, is finding mm -hmm. your voice in, in all of this kind of madness. And the fact that, again, I go back to this... But the fact that you three women are able to articulate it and in many ways live out a life in amongst this hopefully changing landscape of the way we see the world moving forward. That's for me part. This is the context for the film is all of that 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 I just described. I, yeah, well, it moves me what you say there, because that was something that it was kind of, yeah, it's the story of Europe, right? It's. Um... I think we're still dealing with World War One. To be honest with you, historically, I think sort of on a, right. on a on a guttural level, but again, it watching the film gave me an, an appreciation of the place that religion has, why it's so rooted in well all over the world. Well, if if the film can can make that even 
present like this, that, well, that's it, it's a it's a great compliment. And um, I this might be a little bit off topic, but actually, my mother just told me because she started after I got sick, she started to study theology, like um, in and she's in and she's in her sixties, and she started to study the old languages and and the history. And she told me something that I never knew about Denmark and the Reformation, that in, in Denmark in the 1500s, the Reformation was carried out with such efficiency uh, as no other place, really. Um, so that she thought that after reading uh, these things of how in control of the mindset of everyone the priests were at this this time to really carry out the reformation so that that only the right uh, protestant way of thinking were practiced in every aspect of your social life that's a story that we are not told in denmark right at all and she said okay now i really understand our culture in a different way this has been like a totalitarian totalitarian regime actually. And yeah. we're still taught that Luther was a hero. And I'm sure there was many uh, interesting ways and he did many good things, but it was like always a bit like one sided version of this history. So in a way, I guess that's still a trauma. Also, just to say what you say that there is that religion is so even here in Denmark, I didn't know it's just a conversation <laughs> with my mother randomly right. today. And I think film is this uh, wonderful medium where, where you can make such things materialize and, and yes. unfold and it allows human to see the larger structures and it allows us to see things that are invisible, actually. Yes. And this is my eternal love and fascination for nonfiction and fiction cinema. Yes. Yeah. Could not agree more. I think that's absolutely so true. And I'm here in America. we The hidden history of the decimation of the native peoples and of slavery yes there were now yes. to this day right now as we sit here in our conversation are are people who are who are adamant to deny that it ever happened in our country oh. they're absolutely you know they don't it's the fact that and it, that's another conversation but it yeah is. but it's it's but it's important and i think one of the reasons that you pick up on this is also that it's very much within the work of apollonia Yes, that this is what is so important um, to her, and 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 she makes it visible through whatever means she can make it visible through. Also, the documentary filmmakers, also the you know the how she manages and and stages herself. So I'm really grateful that she gave so much trust. Also, when we were like young and didn't really know where things were going, because I think it's a huge achievement that she put her body and that Oksana put her body on onto this mission that we all did to uh, yeah to visualize some of these things. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Apollonia, Apollonia is it's a beautiful film. Um, by the way, I want to just also say. <laughs> What an amazing artist she is. Then we see her work in the film. It is so compelling. Uh, even the things that she is not necessarily at the time that we see her talking about, as proud of as she, I don't know how she feels about a lot of the work we see in the film now, but it's beautiful. It is compelling. She is a gifted artist. And yes, it's it's really amazing to, to, to be able to witness that part of her life. Yes. 
yeah, no, I, I, I felt very lucky too that I could be there with the camera to witness the growth of this young artist. I think that both Oksana Shatsko and Apollonia Sokol is one of the great artists of our time. And my path kind of crossed them at a, a very special time in their, their life. It's a remarkable documentary film. Uh, and uh, my congratulations to you on your work. It's, uh, it's special. Film will be screening here in the United States at the Firehouse Theater on January 12th, and that's John Alpert's outfit out. And I believe you'll be in town for a Q&A for, for that screening. We will, definitely. Okay. Apollonia, too. And Apollonia as well. Yeah, January 12th at the Firehouse Theater in New York City. Film Apollonia, Apollonia. And we've been talking with the director, Leah Glob. Leah, thank you so very much yes. for your time today. Thank you very much. Thank you. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio.